0: Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, April 10th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Pinch hitting for Jonah Booker today. Patrick, how are you doing? Your girlfriend, Sarah, is one of the fine people that's on the front line. She is a nurse, so kudos to her. Kudos to all the medical personnel out there. Kudos to the grocery store workers. Kudos to everybody that has to work right now. Patrick, how are you doing during these tough times?
1: I'm doing all right. Um yeah Sarah's a nurse She works with the james um she's in in the cancer part of the hospital so um actually life's been fairly simple for her um they've been usually they you know have a full unit of twenty some patients um and they've been down to as as few as seven or eight some nights she she works nights. Um, because they're, you know, trying to keep any uh, coronavirus patients out of the the cancer part of the hospital because those people obviously would be very affected given their immune system and whatnot. So it's kind of been the calm before the storm. But even, um, you know, the rest of the ICU has has hasn't been too crazy or at least as crazy as they thought. I think Ohio's done such a great job um, when it comes to the the social distancing stuff that. It hasn't gotten to the point that people thought it would, and it may not get to the point that people thought it would, which is a good thing. So um, Sarah's been good. I've been good. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just hanging out at home and walking the dog a lot and, you know, trying to get through this.
0: Walking the dog a lot, that sounds like a good activity to do right now. Yeah, that's a, good way. that's a good thing to do to get out of the house. I've been playing a little bit of tennis, and people said, come on, that's not social distancing. I'm around my daughter all the time anyway. I was playing singles tennis. Yes, that is social distancing. We're not... Yeah, we're not playing doubles with random people or anything. We're the only ones touching the ball. So that's what I've been doing to try and get out of the house a little bit and take walks. I've been taking some walks with my wife and stuff like that, things I never do. I play tennis. Yeah. I don't like taking walks. Usually walks, to me, are like the most boring thing in the world. Right now they're great. <laughs> I love getting out of the house. But uh, let's get into matters of business. Ohio State's done a pretty good job you know, getting guys on the phone with us during this time. We got Ryan Day a few weeks ago. We got Mark Pantone last week. Today we're going to get Gene Smith. 10 a.m. today, programming note, check out Bucknuts. If you're listening to the show past 10 a.m., check out Bucknuts. We might already have the story up. But Gene Smith later today will be interesting. What I am most interested to hear is what he says about the possibility of the 2020 college football season. I know it's too early to really make predictions, but people are already throwing things around like we can't have games without fans in the stands. Other people say, well, wouldn't that be better than the alternative? I'm just curious what Gene is going to say about stuff like that, Patrick.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm curious to find out, you know, if, if, if he knows much more than than anyone else at this point, given, you know, the uncertainty of the situation in general. Um, you know, we, we talked to him a few weeks ago after this all first started. And at that, at that point, it really was really up in the air about anything happening. The NCAA tournament had just been canceled, and that was unprecedented and, you know, pretty surprising, I think, still to most people. And, um, you know, now obviously we're, we're several weeks into stay at home orders and, you know, no sports and whatnot. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what he's heard from the NCAA, what he's heard from, you know, coaches, other athletic directors, things like that in terms of you know, what they're thinking, what they're game planning for. Um, hopefully he has some information that, that'll be enlightening, hopefully positive, um, given this, you know, kind of tough time. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty though, like I said, I mean, it's, it's tough to say, you know, we'll have guys back on campus by this date because we just don't know when things are going to happen. Um, I know Bill Curlick wrote uh, something last night for us that was about how Ohio state football's very focused on getting guys back so they can work with Mickey Marathi, um, about, you know, or in order to be ready for the football season. Cause right now they're trying to work out from home, but the, the, the truth of the matter, as far as I understand it, is they just don't know. So maybe Gene will be able to, to give us some more information on on those type of things, what the thought process is, what they're at least hoping for, those type of things. So certainly um, some interesting points there to talk to him about. And there's also the financial aspect of all of this, which I'm sure he is is concerned about. So, um, yeah, a lot that, that can come from from talking with Ohio State's athletic director.
0: And I'm sure the 2020 college football season will be the main topic of conversation throughout the call. But I'm sure he's also going to get asked about the possibility of an eight-team playoff. Eventually, we're going to be through this pandemic, and we're going to have football again. I think we're going to have football this season. Uh, But one thing a lot of athletic directors, just a lot of people involved in the sport, have been pushing behind the scenes, and there's been some reports about this. We have a long thread on the front row message board right now about It is the possibility of an eight-team playoff, increasing it from four teams to eight teams. And, you know, I think just generally speaking, the idea would be the five major conferences, the conference champion gets an automatic berth, then you have three at at-large berths. You know, I, I'll give my take after I hear yours. What would you think about an 18-playoff as opposed to a 14-playoff?
1: I'm not a huge fan of expansion. Um, I like college football. I like college football because you – had a a season that really mattered. I've always thought that that's the beauty of college football. Every game really means something for, for teams, especially teams in the hunt for, for conference titles, national titles, those type of things. Um, Now was the, you know, voting system in terms of the polls. Perfect. Was the BCS perfect? No, Uh, the 14 playoff made a lot of sense. I thought because still the games matter, Um, you know, losing a game, can put you in jeopardy of making the playoffs. Going to an 18-playoff obviously opens that up even more. Um, It does give more teams opportunities. I saw, um, you know, uh, a a projection of of every year of the college football playoff with an 18-playoff, and Ohio State would have been in every year, which would have been great for for fans of the Buckeyes and great for us to cover. Um, And, you know, the Buckeyes probably would have gone on to win another national championship maybe in 2015, maybe another year. So from that perspective, I think it's good. Um, and I do think it will happen. I think that you know there's there's enough noise behind it. There's enough money to be made, games to be played um, that you know athletic directors will push for this. The playoffs will want to expand once the current contract's up in, in a few years here. So it definitely won't surprise me if it, ha- if it happens. I do think there's a lot of logistical things that have to be worked out, and you know I know you know this because Urban Meyer talked about it a lot and Gene Smith's talked about it, but you know, how do you do these extra games? Um, there's as much as people like to think, you know, only about the, the athletic side of it. These student athletes are athletes or are students also. So they, they do have to go to class sometimes. Um, even with online classes that they're, they're learning much more about now. So how do you make that work? Do you get rid of the conference championship games and, um, you know, then have, you know, the, the, uh, first round of the playoff maybe that weekend or, or just give them that weekend off? To recover, um, do you add extra scholarships in order to have more depth for teams that are making these longer postseason runs? You know, questions like that will just need to be answered as we get further down uh, this track. I definitely think it'll happen. Um, you know, even being somewhat opposed to it, and I say somewhat because I do think it would be interesting to see eight teams. Um, I think that once you get there, it'll, it'll be fun. You know, more college football games are always exciting, especially when they really matter. But, you know, I, I don't want to diminish the regular season because I think this is the greatest regular season in sports. And, you know, the, you know if Ohio State knows that it can lose two games and still get into the playoffs as a wild card, so to speak, um, you know, that, that does take a little bit of shine off of the regular season. So that would be my big concern. Um, I need to hear about the logistics of how it's all going to work. But I do think it will eventually happen and they'll, they'll just have to figure out um, some of the answers to those questions.
0: Yeah, I agree with you If that it's inevitable. I do think we're going to have an 18-playoff eventually. Ten years from now, whatever it is, I think we'll, we'll eventually get there. Not in the next couple of years or anything, but we'll eventually get there. We have this, this many powerful people that want to get it done. It'll happen. You touched on something else interesting. I wonder if they do an 18-playoff, if they'll get rid of the conference championship games. Probably not because money. Um, but that would be... Mm-hmm. That would be the best idea if you're going to do an 18-playoff is to get rid of the conference championship games. You're playing nine conference ch- games anyway. Just crown your champion. Um, and, yeah, there's, there might be some years where you have like a, you know, there's two teams that didn't play each other and they tie for their conference championship. Um, then whoever's ranked higher goes. And you can figure out whatever ranking you want to use for want to go back to a... BCS type computer where you figure out okay if two conference champions are tied, um, you know this is how we're going to break the tie, or maybe one of them is good enough to be the at-large team anyway, and it wouldn't matter. Here's another. Here's one thing I would love about an 18 playoff if this happened: quarterfinal games at the higher seeds' stadium. So Buckeyes yeah. are the four seed and they're playing the five seed the first round. That game's at the horseshoe. I would love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be a lot of fun because you know we we look ahead and I, I wrote something weeks ago about the upcoming non-conference marquee opponents that Ohio state has. And, uh, you know, just got me excited to to see these games, to cover these games, Oregon, Notre Dame, um, Georgia way down the line. You know, these are going to be teams that, you know, team fans are going to look forward to to seeing potentially traveling to the away legs of those games. Um, and so if you have built in, you know, if you make the playoff and, and get to the, the, um, get to that point you know you've you've got these potential you know away trips or or even if you're the home team you've got this marquee opponent coming in that you you normally don't see you know Alabama doesn't often travel to Ohio Stadium and and vice versa you know but but those are matchups that could happen and uh, you know and uh, other SEC teams you know other other marquee teams are just around the country I think would be a lot of fun to see those play at uh, team specific Home venues, um, you get kind of the pageantry of, of the whole thing, and, and and that's a way to incentivize still having um, importance in the regular season. You want to be as high of a seat as possible so you can host these games, because not only does that give your team an advantage, but you get you know the the money and and everything that comes with having a home game against you know a top eight opponent, and and usually that's someone who's going to attract a lot of attention.
0: Could you imagine? Ohio State playing Alabama in the horseshoe in the middle of December. That would be awesome, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm and I think a, for that, yeah, I think a lot of those schools, and then not even just SEC schools, but you know, say USC gets back, you know, bring them into to the horseshoe in in or you know anywhere. I mean, going to Madison in in December, things like that, where these West Coast teams, these warm weather teams, wherever they're from, Clemson. I mean, you know, teams that aren't used to playing in snow and and difficult conditions that big 10 teams play in every year. I think that would be very interesting to see how, how they handle it. And then, like I said, that would be part of the home field advantage. You know what, if you don't want to have to play in those conditions, be a higher seed.
0: Last thing on the show here, we haven't talked a lot about the basketball team. Um, I haven't talked about the basketball team on the show, and I can't remember last time I even talked about it. But maybe when everything was getting canceled. But I want to finish the show talking about the basketball team. People keep asking me. With all, for those who don't know, there's been a bunch of guys that have transferred out of Ohio State's program recently. But there's been some guys that have transferred in as well. So people have asked, and I'm sure you get this as well, Patrick. Is there a culture problem with Ohio State's men's basketball team, or is this just a, state, uh, a sign of the times in college sports? Period.
1: I think. It's mostly a sign of the times and Chris Holtman was on uh, one of the local television show or uh, news news shows the other night and he talked about it. And I think Steve Hellwagen wrote about it for us uh, based off that, but you know, it, it, it is unfortunate. You don't want to see guys, especially starters transferring out of the program. Um, and that that's definitely not a good look for your program. You know, Chris Holtman's only through three years in this program and I think he's done some good things, but, um it's it's not a great look but i do think if you really dig down into it there's there's reasons behind what's happened um you know dj carton luther mohammed the two most recent guys to to transfer uh you know both had had reasons carton the mental health as much as people don't like to hear that um think it's an excuse you know that's everything i have understand that's a very real thing he dealt with um and being at ohio state for whatever reason once he came back and enrolled in classes just, just it didn't help. He couldn't get better. And so he felt he needed to leave. And that's unfortunate for the basketball program. But, you know, these things happen from time to time. Luther Muhammad, as Steve has pointed out on the front row multiple times, had somebody in his ear saying, hey, if you want to get to the NBA, you know, Ohio State's not your route. You're not going to be a scorer here. You're not going to get to show all the things that you can do. And while I think that may or may not be true, um, you know, I don't see Luther as, as a big time college scorer. Uh, you know, somebody made him think that. And, you know, Chris Holtman, as much as he, you know, can talk to Luther and say, hey, you know, we've got this very fine role for you. You know, you can make it here, here, and here by doing these things. You know, if Luther thinks he can score 20 points a game and be an NBA player, that's not going to appeal to him. So, you know, Ohio State didn't have have the the offers. Now, the flip side of this, and obviously Caleb Wesson went to, you know, is going to test the NBA waters, and I think he'll go to the NBA. And Alonzo Gaffney, so last night his name showed up in the transfer portal, his intention, according to uh, you know, some of our national basketball writers, was to also test the professional waters. Um, I think you also have to remember they're, they're bringing in players as well. You know They have a, a decent recruiting class coming in. Seth Towns is a player who has far exceeded his high school recruiting at Harvard. Um, I don't know if he'll be a superstar at Ohio State, but he's going to be a good addition. They also brought in Justice Suing last year, who people kind of forget about, but he's a guy who averaged almost 15 points a game in the Pac-10, Pac-12, um, and, you know, it was, I, they, they like him a lot and what he'll add on the perimeter. So they've brought in guys. Um, they have a guard coming in, uh, Jimmy Sotos, for, for the following year. You know, it's, it's not like everyone is bailing on this program. There are players that are excited about playing here, guys that are coming in also um, believe in the culture and you know, they're, they're putting together a team of guys that want to be here, want to fit into this system. It's going to look different, no doubt, than it did a year ago, but, um, you know, they, they're they going to figure it out. I think that the program's fine. Um, again, it's not a great look to have guys leaving all the time, but, you know, it's, it's, it's two guys that have their own, um, you know, reasons for leaving as opposed to, you know, there being a, a program problem, I think.
0: Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. Really appreciate it, Patrick. Again, Gene Smith today at 10 a.m. Keep it locked to Bucknuts for coverage of that. We also have a story on Ryan Day, who was on ESPN earlier this morning. So Patrick will have a story on that. So keep it locked to Bucknuts for all of that and more. Thanks again to Patrick Murphy, and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in Atlanta. <laughs>